Good evening, everybody. It is 7pm on Friday. I think it might be the end of January. And we're back for edition four of Beanology Bites. It's all about tools, thinking, tips and wisdom to help us all, you, me, the universe, hold on to our minds and look after ourselves and our families as we carry on locking down uh, to help support the NHS and those people at the front line. So tonight, well, this week, in fact, I wrote about optimistic realism, uh, what it is and how we do it. Um, It's basically how we at Beanology HQ try to navigate this life. Now, we don't always get it right, but we do our best to always align our thinking, our thoughts and our thunks to that. Now, some people are baffled by what we do and why we do it and how we do it. So I thought I'd add a little bit of context to our world. So, of course, I've told you all the story behind Beanology um, and how it came to be. But today's the day to talk a little bit about the way in which we travel through those tricky times. Um, Ill health, losing people that we love, loss of a job, um, fear of the unknown. And as we ride this Covid coaster, but also during normal life. So I do hope that some of what I share will help you not just now, but for always. I think it was Winston Churchill that said, when you're going through hell, you have to keep on walking. Although, having been out walking with my friend Jane today, I think it might have been her as well. She's a wise bird. So how on earth do we do that without losing our minds? I would like to mention at this point that the hell part can be actual stuff which we are dealing with. So, you know, normal life tribulations and trials or it could be the internal battles of our minds that no one can see we mustn't forget that we are all like that proverbial iceberg each of us just waving an icy tip at the world so much more hidden beneath the surface penguins running amok you get the picture I remember when we were on the rocky road of childhood cancer that I so often had my world together in terms of the practical stuff. Um, And I know now, looking back, that perhaps I neglected my emotional help. Health, not help. Not because I wanted to, but because I was never really given the opportunity to balance it all in a way that served my sense of peace. I often recall sitting in a room with friends, willing someone to see how broken and alone I felt and unable to find the courage to speak up. And I found that when I did ask for help, I was met with words that silenced my heart and my hurt. Not because people meant to, just because they didn't know quite what to say. Although I will, won't forget the number of professionals who asked the question what the prognosis was. And it may seem like a good, practical, thoughtful question, but it's not when your heart is on fire with the fear of it all. I asked people for help and was often let down. God, this sounds very woe is me, but I don't mean to be woe is me. Everything that I learned in that period of my life was very much, um, just everything in that period of time taught me such a lot. And as I look back now with more pragmatism in my life, I can see I wasn't easy to help. Um, But being told no when it was so hard to ask in the first place is a sure way to stop you from asking. I lost people during that time um, and I can't tell you, and I mean lost not in a death way, but in a uh, friends disappeared off my radar and the hurt that I felt was beyond explainable. Uh, I found it difficult to comprehend how someone could turn their back on someone who needed their help. I do know now it's because it's hard to watch people fear saying the wrong thing. But as I so often say to people, better an awkward good morning than an abyss of silence and the loneliness. 
which that encourages. What would have helped would have been knowing someone like me. Not that I'm a saint by any stretch of the imagination. And I do get life wrong, obviously, I am human. But just someone who listened to understand um, rather than to fix someone who helped me to understand and helped me make sense of it all. Someone who reminded me that we didn't always get, we don't always get it right. Um, someone who maybe didn't have the map, but potentially had a good pen, a blank notebook, some time and a willingness to help me make a plan to find my way again. It's really someone just putting out their hand to steady me. Uh, as I wobbled and wrapped me up in some compassion. So I guess that is what beanology is. So optimistic realism is the thing we weave around our beanology world, our words and our workshops. We understand the world can feel broken, that some of us feel overwhelmed, exhausted, sad. We see the data about death and the disease, the NHS infomercials, the sadness in the eyes of those directly touched by COVID. But we can still walking, balanced, hopeful and knowing that what we need to do to keep ourselves safe of heart, mind, body and soul. We are not just about positivity. We are positive, yes, but we don't deny the harder feelings. We are not all about mindset because sometimes that needs resetting first. We are not about burying our heads in the sand, hoping that if we think positive thoughts, this will go away. We are just gently resting our noggings on the dunes, aware of what is happening, not getting lost in the sandstorm and doing all we can to keep on track. So let's get practical. Let's think of ways that this uh, realistic optimism can help us. So in our experience, it's no good just sharing inspiring stories. It's also about the how to. So here are some of ours. Ours. This week, the focus of Beanology Bites is optimistic realism, and there are many ways that we can do this. So let's start with something <clears throat> easy to do, uh, but does take practice. Small changes to how we speak inside of our heads. The key here is to actually be aware of what's happening in there. The bottom of the iceberg is so often just let to float on and the penguins continuing to party. Now, this is not about denying our emotions. This is about aligning our internal narrative to one that helps us keep hold of hope, changing our perspective from one of pessimism to one of courageous optimism, from thinking that life is always bad, always hard, always problematic for me, to one where we acknowledge that bad things happen to us all. It is not for always, and it doesn't mean our lives are over. We so often think, why me, when something bad happens? Well, why not? I guess that's the realistic part. Bad things happen to us all. So simple changes uh, to your language, uh, ways to make you think, talk, write, uh, change the word problem to challenge. Uh, so it motivates us to find a solution rather than presenting barriers. Um, for example, some might see a difficult boss as a problem, but when seen as a challenge, we might think, how can I deal with this person today? How can I make this relationship better? And we focus on the solution. Change your should to coulds, taking the emphasis from duty to choice. I should go for a run becomes I could go for a run this evening or I could go for a walk, do some yoga or kick back with a good book because that's okay too. So it takes off the shame of failing to do the should uh, and turns it into the choice of doing a could. I can't becomes I can't yet. Yeah, my kids love this one because it's all about growth mindset. Um, but it is, we can either give in or we can keep trying. Um, so I can't run becomes I can't run yet, but maybe in a few months time, I'll be able to run more than I do now. We just need to make a plan. And finally, 
turning your failures into points of learning. I love this one and it always makes me giggle. So I failed my driving test because I learned that driving the wrong way around the roundabout was not the best idea. Uh, I learned to laugh a little at life as well. Being mindful of your narrative. Oh, I'm really sorry, my worms aren't on form tonight. (laughs) Especially during this weird time can help you to hold on, maintain a sense of balance, help your children and remind you to take each day one at a time. Tip two, it's time to get creative with your world, your worries and your mojo. The world has become obsessed with positivity, uh, but this doesn't help us all. I am a fairly positive person but really what I am is someone who is hopeful hopeful that when I have had a sad day the following one will feel better I can find the optimism in the days that feel hard because they remind me how good the good days feel so a great way to help ourselves and our children to balance the worries with the whoops is making stuff that helps like physically making stuff the power of creativity and connecting you to your thoughts and each other is amazing i do actually run a group on facebook at two o'clock on wednesday if ever you want to join in so making a worry monster of your own or your own version of it i had a little girl make a worry yoda because star wars is her happy space um what you'll need is a box some scissors some paint uh you cut a mouth in the box you paint it monster colors you add some eyes and you give it a name and as you are making it you talk about how important it is to talk about our worries so they don't get too big And then plan a time every day to sit down and go through the worries together, the worries that you've popped in, uh, that you've fed the worry monster with. Um, What this activity does, it facilitates a space to upend what we are thinking, share our worlds and help each other make sense of the worries and keep them real. It is a space for reassurance and understanding both for ourselves and each other. And it doesn't matter how old you are. A lot of the stuff that I do, everyone says, oh, it's for kids. Well, actually, it's not. Uh, I don't think many of us were taught this stuff when we were children. So perhaps it's time we did that. Tip three, create a time and space to talk about our worries helps us to rationalise them. But we need to be mindful of putting all our thinking into the worry world. Uh, If you can remember back in issue one or whatever on the podcast we shared the science of happy the equation of three to one you know three good things to outweigh one bad but it's all about finding balance to offset the worry so that we don't end up lugging around a knapsack that's too heavy to carry instead we unpack that bag we distribute the weight even the load and then repack it with stuff that helps us to carry on okay so alongside the worry monster let's make a happy herbert obviously you can call it what you like it can be a Harry, it could be a Jane as well. A place to put in notes, reminders and thoughts throughout the day that remind you of of where and when you felt good. An example for me was having a little wobble about continuing with all this beanology bite stuff, wondering if I'm spending time on something that's not useful. Um, And one of my daughters said, but it's helping people, mum. So that is definitely one for Happy Herbert, um, the power of somebody believing in you. You need the same as what you need for the worry monster. Um... And much like the worry monster, make your own version of a Herbert. It doesn't have to be perfect, but whilst you're immersed in the making, think of all the things that have made you feel good that day. I don't care if you're five or 105, this stuff helps. Uh, We find rest for the mind in the creation, connection with our thinks and each other in the sharing. It's a space to talk openly, inspiring an environment built on honesty, nurture, compassion. Um, A beautiful place for humankind to thrive. And finally, the last nugget of beanology wisdom to help us remain optimistic and help us balance our world just enough so that we can help ourselves and each other. The wondrous power of laughter. 
Laughter is a beautiful way to reset our emotions. Laughter floods our bodies with endorphins, the feel-good hormone, and it has been found to alleviate pain and provide an overriding sense of well-being. I do wonder if uh, I laugh a lot in my actual life, um, which is perhaps why I always feel so well. However, I would also like to draw your attention to the fact that having a good cry does this too. Um, and it also uh, wraps you in oxytocin, which helps bring a sense of calm to our world. So whether my wit on Instagram or Facebook makes you laugh or makes you want to weep, both will help realign you to a world of wellness, balance and peace. It's really OK to cry. And actually, if you're struggling to cry, watch a sad movie that you're familiar with um, and let that help you process that sad uh, because those chemicals that are released in doing so are good for the soul okay that's it from me it is still friday it is still the end of january i wish you all a loving peaceful weekend and don't forget to look for all the good take care of yourselves and each other lots of love